Hello everybody, uh, this is Jason from Cornerstone Dog Training, talking about some puppy pointers and some tips today. This one's kind of an interesting one. Um, I want to save you a lot of heartache and um, save your relationships a little bit when it comes to a puppy. Your other relationships, not your puppy relationships so much as your other relationships. So let's get down to it. Um, <laughs> so this weekend, something kind of crazy happened. So we have... Not only do we train puppies, but we have a dog training business as well. And uh, some of the other episodes talked about how we got started into that. Well, we do some... Every once in a while, we do high-end dog training, like high, high high-end. So where people are needing service dogs or therapy dogs. Um, And we don't don't do a whole bunch of it. It's not really our focus. But it is fun to do. Um, Just last month, for example... Um, I got to take a dog. I got to fly with a dog to Mississippi and deliver it to a client there. And it was a lot of fun. Spent a few days with them going around eating at restaurants and having catfish and ribs and things like that. As well as um, going to football games, high school football games, just so that, that we could make sure that the owner was uh, confident in those situations with a dog, with a service dog. And it it was pretty neat. Um, it's very rewarding, let's say, to, to be able to take your skills and use that to help someone else um, have a better life. So that's really the whole point of the whole thing. So in our dog training business, there's people that come to us and say, my dog is a biter or my dog has anxiety or I just want a really good dog. And uh, because we know those things, we can say, all right, as a puppy, we could fix these problems before they ever happen, and that's the whole point of the puppy program that we do. But I had a, a situation where a man from across the country, the other side of the country, was coming to pick up his dog. He had he had purchased a dog from me before, several years ago. Had used it as a therapy dog, and uh, long story short, when he got a new job on the other on the east coast, he um, he the place he worked for said can you please 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 leave this dog it's like part of our facility now people love it they know about it and uh he didn't want to but he ended up leaving the dog so he called me a few months ago and he said hey i i need another dog um it was so hard but i want a dog like that and he has this high expectation of what this dog will be and he should he should and so i i said yeah you bet we'll work on that and we uh started to working to find the right dog from even a puppy and be able to uh, train that dog so it would be a really well-behaved dog in the new um, counseling situation that he is in on the East Coast. And long story short, again, he, <laughs> he, uh, he came and uh, went to, came to pick up the dog. He, he flew in from the East Coast. He came to pick up the dog and he had the dog for a day or two. And then he said, he called me and said, I don't think this dog is ready. And uh, he was right. So this is, uh, this is what happened. So we got this dog and we actually had another dog for a while, raised it from a puppy. Wasn't doing some things that we, we would hope for a dog that is a therapy dog and around a lot of people. Not bad, but it just had an interesting temperament where 
it, it didn't, it wasn't, it wasn't going to be a good job for it. Awesome obedience, just not, not the right uh, temperament for this situation. And so we found another dog and worked with it for about four weeks and it was doing really, it did a good job, but because we were busy and because of, um, for example, the trip to Mississippi and things like that and having six kids and um, a full-time job as well and a business on the side, um, I didn't have a lot of time and I knew it and my wife didn't have a lot of time to work with this puppy while I was gone at my teaching career. And um, so we actually, we, we contacted a friend who has a dog training business and uh, went through one of his trainers to help this dog. And as we did that, um, we would, we, I mean, they, they do a lot of the same things we do. Um, know they're good trainers, but they're not us. And so when it came down to it, picked up this dog and he came a, a day or so later and we're doing the go home for this dog and I, I was kind of a little disappointed. Now my whole point in telling you this isn't to say, oh my goodness, I'm an amazing dog trainer. My whole point in telling you this is it's my fault. It, it's totally my fault. Um, yes, I did not uh, do the training for this dog, um, but he came, He called and said this dog's not ready and he came back, dropped it off and we're gonna have this dog for three or four more weeks and we're going to have to train it our way and get it to the level that he expects. And we will. Um, but we try to do it another way and there's nothing wrong with, um, you know, taking certain tasks and hiring them out. And that's kind of what we did in this situation. We just knew that we didn't have time, but we needed to make it work. It was a time sensitive sort of thing and it didn't work. And again, it's not to say that I, I am, the best of the best of the best, okay? I'm with honors, sir. You know, like, no, that's not, that's not the whole point. The whole point here is to say that when it comes down to it, whether I say, oh, that trainer maybe uh, wasn't good, or I say, um, maybe I didn't um, explain it well, or she didn't understand, or whatever it is, um, maybe any number of things, maybe her load was too heavy, whatever. Um, she helped us out or tried to help us out and it didn't work out. And when it comes down to it, the buck stops with me. I'm, I'm the business owner, right? I, it's my fault. So I have to take responsibility for that, take the hit for it. And that's part of being a business owner. It's part of life. Well, when it comes down to your puppy, a lot of people, I hear a lot of people say, oh, well, it's their dog. Oh, well, it's my son's dog. Oh, it's my daughter's dog. She's the one that wanted this puppy. And so we, it's all up to her. And the simple answer is that's just a bad idea. No, it's not. It's when you get a dog, it's going to be a family situation. And to be honest, um, since when in the history of the world has a child or even a teenager gotten a puppy and, um, done absolutely perfect with it? You know, they hopefully they do an okay job, but a lot of times, probably more often than not, once they get the puppy, they realize that there is work involved and they just wanted a puppy to play with. And the whole being a parent thing and understanding that you can't just be a friend, but you also have to be a leader and, and things like that, it's, it's can be really, really hard for a, even a teenager to grasp. Not that they can't, okay? There, there's definitely some teenagers that can, but 
don't look at it that way. Don't look at, well, this is their dog, so I'm going to just let them do everything. Um, maybe think about it and, and ease into it that way if it works for your situation. But so many people come and there's conflict saying this is their dog and they've got to do something about it. And this dog lives, I mean, who pays the bills? Who who pays the mortgage? Who, so I, what I'm trying to say is we, we kind of have to take some ownership and say, hey, this is our dog. It's a family dog. And yes, I want you to take care of it. This was your, your choice. And maybe there's some consequences already set up. That would be a smart thing to do with boundaries. But I see more people that come in frustrated because they think, oh, it's there. And we're trying to place blame when it doesn't do any good. So I invite you just to kind of take ownership of the situation. Um, again, we also have a, a lot of, it happens to be mothers a lot of times, or one of the parents that says, I did not want this situation. I, I finally gave in, and now I'm stuck with the training responsibilities. I think we kind of need to get past the point of, of hey, it wasn't me, I didn't want this. It kind of feels good to complain about that, but at the same time, just say, okay, but the situation is what it is. And either you decide to do training or you decide to move on and find another home for the puppy. I'm not ever going to shame somebody for rehoming a puppy. I, I think sometimes that happens way too often. Yes, I hope you think about it before you, you do it. And I hope that even before you get the puppy, you've really thought that through. And maybe this will help a little bit to say, you know what? We do want to have this puppy, but we need, needs to be everybody. And, uh, just decide that you have ownership over the situation and move forward. So for me, I will move forward. I will um, take responsibility. Uh, this man's going to have to fly out again in a few weeks. Luckily, he's okay with that because he has family here. Um, but I mean, it, it could have potentially cost me a lot, but it, there's more power that comes into our lives when we decide to take um, responsibility and ownership and just own it. Um, he was appreciative of that when I said, this is, this is on me, right? Now there's, again, a whole myriad of excuses I could use, but using those excuses actually hinders me and my progress moving forward. It's better just to say, this is what it is, and I will move forward and take responsibility. And then you can start moving forward. And that's what I would suggest in all of your puppy dealings to just say, hey, I've got to take ownership of this and let it and go from there. And if that ownership is getting a new home for the dog or getting a training program, um, stop letting it hurt your relationships and go forward. Keep moving forward. Thanks, guys. Have a good one.